I'll be honest, I turned to Jay many days and said, I cannot do this again tomorrow. Like something has to change. Hey, welcome back to Explore Your Enthusiasm. I'm Tara Swiger and I'm a voracious bookworm, a newish gardener, and a overnight instant mom to four little ones. Here on Explore Your Enthusiasm, we navigate big transitions in life through using our enthusiasm and joy as a guide. So if you are going through something big or new or everything in your life has changed like it has for me in the last few years, come along and join us. Welcome back. I am Tara and I am an avid bookworm, a obsessed gardener, and an instant overnight mom of four little ones. And today I'm going to get real about how all those things are actually the solution to how I survived the past couple years. Specifically, this is about how I went from feeling like I was drowning and overwhelmed and completely disconnected to feeling much more tapped into me and who I am so that I can be the best Tara, so that I can be the best mom, daughter, friend, wife. And this really isn't about being a parent. This is about all of our caregiver roles have exploded over the last couple years with the pandemic. And it's about feeling swamped by caregiving. It's about feeling overwhelmed by all of your obligations. And yet not just walking away from them all and deciding you're not going to do it all because that's not who you are as a person. You're a loving, caring person with a lot of demands on your time. And yet I want to encourage you to tap in to who you are so that you can do better at all of those roles and just enjoy your life better. It's not about being better for other people. It's about enjoying your life more and being more tapped into what makes you you and so you feel like yourself and have more joy. So it's my hope that by talking about what helped me, I can help you feel less overwhelmed by all of your responsibilities and obligations, that you can feel less disconnected from your life and more tapped into what's bringing you joy. So let's get right into it. Following your enthusiasm. That's the answer. Really nerding out is the way to feel like yourself again. If you, like most of us, have had to take on new caregiver roles over the last few years during the pandemic or just during this stage of life, maybe it's kids, maybe it's a sick spouse, maybe it's your parents need care, maybe it's your extended community just really has needed you to step up and step out in new ways. A lot of us are in the stage of life where we just have more caregiving to do than ever. And while that can feel good and that can feel fulfilling, it can also just be really hard. So when my three girls came to us right after <laughs> our newborn son was born and was in the NICU, I was overjoyed and I was completely, completely certain that this is the way my family should be. I've never doubted for a minute that this is our family, that this is how it was supposed to happen. And yet, <laughs> I was really overwhelmed. At the same time, uh, for a while, the two babies would take turns waking up every three hours. So that meant that somebody was waking me up every hour and a half. And especially when we were six people living in a two bedroom house that had an office that my husband worked out of Monday through Friday at home because of COVID while there were two babies in the house. And we sent the two toddlers to kindergarten and they brought home every germ, which then in one baby turned into an ear infection and another baby turned into an asthma attack. That's when it was really hard. And while I never doubted it was the right thing, I also, it just felt overwhelming. It just felt like I was drowning. And I'll be honest, I turned to Jay many days and said, I cannot do this again tomorrow. Like something has to change. We can't, I, I, I cannot wake up this many times in the middle of the night and then do it again tomorrow. 
And sometimes I would say, I can't even do it for the next minute. I have to take a break and be in my room and just like, just not do this for the next minute. But then it did get better. It is better now. It's so much better now. And we're going to talk about why that is and what I did. Um, some of it is just a natural in time, but we'll also talk about the steps you can take to make it a little better in the meantime while you wait for time to pass. But before we go on, I want to acknowledge that some of this is mental health related. So for some of this, you need a mental health professional. You do not need to watch videos on YouTube to tell you what you can do to feel better because you need to talk to somebody about uh, your neurodivergence or what's going on in your brain and your life. So I want to say that if you don't want to go on and you think that you don't want your life to go on or you think that no one will care if you're not here, first of all, I will care deeply and so will the people in your life who love you and care about you. Um, so I have included the National Suicide Prevention line below. Please call that. You don't have to be in an active state of hurting yourself to call and to get help. You can also go to NAMI.org, which is the National Association of Mental Illness, I think. And there's there's nothing I could do or process I could share that is the same as getting mental health help. And with that in mind, there is no one thing that will solve the problem. There isn't just a medication that will make everything better. There's not following your enthusiasm that will improve it all. It's the It's not meditation or praying or yoga that will be the thing that solves it. Instead, it's a combination of many things. So for me, that included medication, following my enthusiasm, getting plenty of sleep and plenty of sunshine, and the structure of our days, having a structure that I could rely on that will keep me together. <laughs> so that's the first thing. Recognizing as burnout is coming up and recognizing what kind of help you need. Is it a medical care issue where you need to get mental health care? Is it a thing where you need to get more sleep? Is it a thing where you are not feeling like you get to do anything for yourself? And like one of my um, people in my creative companion program told me is that she realized that she had everybody else on the schedule and she had not a single minute of time on the schedule for herself. So we put two hours on our schedule a week for her to work on her creative projects, even if it's something like cleaning up her craft room. It still makes her feel like herself again. She's doing something that's not for other people. Now, like I mentioned earlier, the thing that has helped the most is that time passed. I know, it's something that we can't speed up, it's something that we can't make happen, but let me tell you, it's so much easier when the babies are sleeping 10 to 12 hours a night. It's so much easier when all of the trauma-related behaviors are starting to dissipate because their little brains are healing and growing and developing new neural pathways. There's nothing we can do to rush that. So you might wonder, do I just do I just wait for time to pass? <laughs> no, I think that there's actually more you can do so that you're not stuck waiting for time to pass before things can get a little bit better. But I will tell you, no matter what, no matter where you are, things will change. Time will pass. Uh, your kids will get older, your loved ones will get better, or their health situation will change, grief will get easier, or less heavy with time, uh, you'll get a new system, a new day, a new way to go about your life, no matter what, whether we like it or not, whether it goes in the direction you want it to or not, these things are going to change. And so you can um, take a little peace and comfort from that, knowing that it's not going to be this way forever. But in the meantime, you don't just have to wait around for things to change. So my own method of what to do while I'm waiting around for <laughs> babies to sleep and time to move on, it comes from one of my favorite quotes. And it's one of the few things that I actually use from my French literature degree. So I hope you find it helpful too. It's a quote from Albert Camus in his book, The Stranger. I'm not going to say it in French, although I could. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be good. The short version of the quote is, in the midst of winter, I found within me an invincible summer. But I found, find the, the longer quote even more 
helpful in how to think about this, okay? So here's a longer version that you might, you might not have heard before. I definitely hadn't heard it until I read the book. So in the midst of hate, I found there was within me an invincible love. In the midst of tears, I found there was within me an invincible smile. In the midst of chaos, I found there was within me an invincible calm. I realized through it all that in the midst of winter, I found there was within me an invincible summer. And that makes me happy. For it says that no matter how hard the world pushes it against me, within me, there's something stronger, something better, pushing right back. Beautiful. That's wonderful. I feel like that's so much better than just Invincible Summer. So in other words, the way through this is to remember that you have reserves of strength. You have something within you that's stronger, that's pushing back. You have reserves of calm. You have reserves of summer. You can get through this. And my philosophy is that you don't just wait around for that reserve of summer to pop up, but you can tap into it. You can tap into that summer anytime. How? Well, it's going to look different from all of us, but the kind of method that I use and that I teach is just called following your enthusiasm. And that means letting your enthusiasm or your interest guide you. What are you interested in? What's fascinating you right now? What do you find slightly interesting enough that you would look up? You don't have to be like obsessed with it, but just like you have a small amount of interest. When things are hard and you're overwhelmed and you're spending all this time taking care of other people, letting yourself just look in to what you're interested about can help so much. It can tell you that you are worth the time and energy that it took you to look that up, to get that kit, to start working on that project, that you're valuable and your time and your interests are worthwhile as well. So even when you feel very little interest, just going after something as much or as little as you want can be really invigorating. Maybe you get every freaking library book out of the library about gardening. Maybe you go to a store or you go to a group meetup of other people who are interested in what you're interested in. So first, you give yourself the permission to be interested in it. So often I talk to women who say, well, I was kind of interested in that, but that was stupid. And so they don't even let themselves pursue it. Or, well, I want to do that, but I'm not really an artist. Like, just try, just look, just see. It will give you energy. It will be energizing to you to just go after your enthusiasm a little bit and see where it takes you. So first you're gonna give yourself permission to be interested in it and then you're gonna do something about it. And then doing something could be getting library books. It could be looking on Instagram. It doesn't have to be something hard. It doesn't have to be something that takes up a lot of your time. You can do it uh, while you're laying in bed after everybody's going to sleep, even though I do re recommend sleep more than looking at the internet but you can do it in the little bits and pieces of the time you have just to tell yourself like I am taking this time or space for myself. And I wanna mention here that I was talking to a friend about this and she mentioned that some neurodivergent people do this naturally, they, they follow their enthusiasm and they might jump from thing to thing and that they might have experienced finding this new enthusiasm and going all after it and then finding another one and what they hear from their loved ones might be, you're always starting things and you're never finishing them. And so you might have a lot of guilt around this, whether you're neurodivergent or not. Um, if you've been told that before, you might have a lot of guilt and you might think, I can't start a new project until I finish this old one. Look, if you are in a period of really hard times, really a lot of obligation, really giving yourself of other people, stop. Do not worry about your old projects. Find a project that brings you joy, new, old. I don't care if you have to buy the supplies for it, if you can afford them. Go after the thing that's interesting to you. There are so many free ways that you can get um, supplies, information, that you don't have to spend money, that you don't have to do it. In fact, if it's a craft, I probably have the craft supplies upstairs right now. You can leave me a message. 
and I will get them to you. There are so many swaps and, and ways to get them, but don't let what other people have said about it make you feel guilty. And don't let you thinking, oh, this is the way my brain works, make you feel bad about that. Accept that. This is the way my brain works. It gets interested in things. That's kind of cool. So it's okay if that's the way your brain works. It's okay if you've been unhappy about it in the past. It's okay if you don't finish things because what we're talking about here is restorative, regenerative enthusiasm. That means you've got to give yourself permission to explore it and not to finish it. We're not talking about how to take a product to market and sell it. We're talking about things that will regenerate you, that will make you feel better than before. So follow it. There's there's no harm in following it and trying it, even if you've been told in the past that you don't follow through on things. So if you're really struggling with that, I want you to repeat to yourself over and over, it is about the enthusiasm, not about the finishing. We're not, this is not how to finish your projects. Those other teachers can teach that. I'm teaching you how to get out of your slump and how to feel more like yourself. So it's about the enthusiasm, not the finish line. So how does this apply to what I did? I told you that I would tell you how it helped me, other than just time passing, how I made it kind of through that hard time. So how I used it to survive becoming a mama four overnight and like losing all sense of normality and my work and my people that I worked with and surviving a global pandemic. Um, how I used it then is when we moved to this new house, I got so obsessed with gardening. I got so interested in thinking about how we would lay out the beds and how we will make the beds because I wanted to do it in a sustainable, um, regenerative agriculture way, not not hurt the earth, but like give back to the earth. So I got super into that. I got books from the library. I bought books. I listened to gardening podcasts. I got Acorn TV or something like that so that through Amazon Prime so we could watch Gardener's World with Monty Don because I found that super inspiring. I brought all of his books. Long before I planted a single plant, I just let myself totally sink into planning and strategizing and imagining it and taking endless notes about it and trying to figure it out. And then I got seeds and then I needed a light and a heat mat and a space to set up my seeds. And then my seeds started growing. So I planted more seeds and um, then <laughs> it took up more space and my parents gifted us uh, four raised beds, which you've seen in recent videos if you've watched them. And we had to get two cubic yards of compost and topsoil mix to add to that. That means making a huge pile uh, in my yard for compost and topsoil and then, and then wheelbarrowing it through my yard to fill the bed and to fill the other beds. If, if you've watched recent gardening videos, then you have seen me do all of this hard labor. But the fact is it turned into just enthusiasm into a whole project and now I have a beautiful garden where I have so far harvested kale and basil, not tomatoes or flowers yet, but I'm holding out hope that's gonna happen later this summer. The point is not the garden, the point is the gardening. The gardening is what brought me back to myself. The gardening and the thinking and the planning is what makes me feel like myself. Going out there and being in the garden is something I created, something I did separate from all of the expectations around me. It's something that, yes, my family is going to eat from it and it's going to give back to the earth because I'm doing regenerative, sustainable practices, but it is, it is centering for me. It is bringing me back into joy. It's giving me something that I can spend tiny bits of time in when other people are napping that makes me feel like myself. 
So that is how exploring my enthusiasm has worked in my real life. It's not just the title of my podcast, but it is the title of my podcast. So if you're not subscribed, you should go to subscribe to explore your enthusiasm wherever you listen to podcasts. This is really how I get through hard times and how I continue to stay connected with myself, even when the times are still hard, like things aren't yet easy. This is not... um, a solution that will magically make your life easier. This is something that will just help you tap into who you are and feel like yourself again. So I really want to hear from you. I'd like to know what are the enthusiasms you would like to be following. If you have watched all the way to the end of this YouTube video, leave a comment below with an emoji that signifies the enthusiasm you're following. Maybe it's simple like a thread or a needle or a little plant, or maybe you'll have to get creative with the emoji you use. So if you are listening over on the audio podcast, you can go to taraswiger.squarespace.com and see the video and leave a comment there. That's where my new website is right now until we get it all connected up. If you like this video, you should check out this whole playlist about getting through hard times. It's got some of my older podcast episodes, some newer stuff about how I get through hard times. Thank you so much for listening and for being here, and I wish you a very enthusiastic day.